Right, Claire. Hi. Welcome Hello. to the John Corby podcast. This is episode 74. 74. 74, wow. yeah. Wow. Um, so Claire Taylor, Taylor, rather, you are a freelance direct response copywriter and content marketing specialist. Yes. Words are your thing. They are. They are, yes. They are. I love words. So, so the business is called uh, Raspberry Flamingo. It is. And I'm sure this is a question that you get asked all the time, and I actually know the answer because I researched it. <laughs> <laughs> Why Raspberry Flamingo? Okay. For everybody else that doesn't know the answer. So I was when I decided I wanted to set up the business, I thought I was going to call it Communicate Copywriting okay. because it says what it does on the tin. Sure. And people like that. Which is what copywriting is all about. But it made my soul sink. Ah. It filled me with absolute nothingness. Right, okay. It felt corporate, it sure. felt boring, yep. and I just don't <clears> know. <throat> And all my friends joke with me that I'm not pink, I'm not purple, I'm raspberry. <laughs> um, and I actually went to see one of my friends who you know very well, Jackie Frith. Okay, yes. And I was yes. talking to her about struggling with the company name. And she said, raspberry has got to be in it. Mm. So that night, I literally went back home and looked at my notes that I'd made on what I wanted to call it. Mm. And it said raspberry copywriting. Wow. But I knew that wasn't right either. Sure, sure. So I went to... I love this next bit, by so, the way. Yeah, this is, this is the, God's honest truth, whether yeah. people believe me or not. I went to bed that night and I just... The last thing I said in my head was, somebody tell me the name of this company. Yeah. And I woke up the next morning, and it's the only experience I've ever had like this, but it was like somebody said to me in my head, Raspberry Flamingo. Right. So I've got a friend who I've known my whole life. She's built a national HR company. She's very corporate, very serious mm -hmm. businesswoman. And I text her because I thought if she wouldn't take me seriously, of course. Of course. I've got to be careful. So I just texted her and I said, is Raspberry Flamingo the most stupid name for my business you've ever heard? I loved it. This is incredible. And she instantly texts me back, which shocked me because I expected her to be in a meeting. Yep. Um, and she said, at this very moment, I am drinking raspberry tea out of the flamingo mug that you bought me. Wow. Boom. It just if goes If you want a message from the universe. Absolutely. It's right there, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. 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 So how could I not call of it Raspberry course. Flamingo? Of course. And everybody remembers it because... Yes. Bizarrely, that was sort of a year ago now, and then flamingos suddenly came into fashion. So I get tagged all over social media when people go on holiday and there's the big flamingo inflatables. Yes. It's, yeah. yeah. Wallpaper. Wallpaper, right mugs, glasses, yeah. candles, yeah. bows, yeah. car. Yeah. You've even got the beach towel peg. So, yeah, flamingo What's clips, flamingo like clip? a bulldog yeah. clip, yeah. I love yeah. it, absolutely love People it. People just buy me flamingos. Of course. So this was, I mean, so like this is what, 18 months ago? This was, Two no, years? this was about a year ago. About a year ago, is it? Now, yes. yeah. but I didn't actually start work until January. This year? Uh, this year. Right, okay. Because so um, I just wasn't physically capable at this point last year. I was I was still in a bit of a mess. Of course. We're going to come on to that as well. We are. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So the first year... I'm still in my first year. Yeah, exciting. Yeah. yeah. Still loving it? Absolutely. The business is, as business never does, it's not gone how I expected it to. <laughs> um, yeah. They keep, keep twists and turns, keep appearing. Um, it's very busy and that's mm. absolutely fantastic. Good. Um, I just, I keep thinking, right, I've got the offering right now. Mm -hmm this is the offering, and mm -hmm. then it changes again okay, because right. of something else. Right. So it's it's been a real journey this year, and I, th I think that's going to continue okay. probably into mid next year. What do you think the thing is that's, that's making you pivot? Like, what's happening to make that kind of, like, happen? When I set up, um, I won't say too much, but I just wanted to get some work in. Okay. And so I just put myself out there. Sure. as a copywriter mm -hmm. to my business contacts that I'd already got sure. and other than office type writing so I don't want to do systems and procedure mm. manuals and what I call the boring yep. stuff but other people love um, I was taking on any sort of work mm -hmm. um, and I've really found that there's a quite a big niche that I've been pushed into which sure. I never expected right. Um and also, there's another way I want to go with the business. Okay. So I've actually brought in a content writer to support me, sure. to write the bits that I don't want to... To do. 
Yeah, it's it's basically where my skill doesn't lie. Sure, sure. Um, because I'm a copywriter, because I started off work at 18 mm. in an ad agency, mm. so I've always written copy. Right. I've, you know, my business writing throughout my career has always been bullet pointed and very short and to the point. Sure. Um, and copy is about using as few words as possible for maximum impact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But content writing is totally different. Content writing is full, proper mm. sentences. Yeah. And I actually, rather than editing something down when I'm content writing, I have to go back and add words in. <laughs> and it takes me far longer than it should. Yeah. So, very fortunately, a good friend of mine was made redundant, fortunate mm. you know, for me and her. Um, and she'd previously said to me, oh, I'd love to work with you on that. Yeah. And it just fell into place that that, that that happened at the time that I needed some support. Wonderful. So, yeah, again, another message. There you go. The universe has got your <laughs> Absolutely. back. Absolutely, yes. it has at the moment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. That is really interesting. So, like, your background is, I mean, like, like looking back through, so you're a clinical therapist... Yeah. Development manager, managing yeah. consultant. Yeah. Right the way through now to copywriter and yeah. content marketing specialist. There's a little gap in the middle, isn't there? Which is, there which is the, the decorating there's, stage. There's a gap which is partly work and right. partly two years of not working because of an accident. Sure, sure. Um, so let's, so let's, yes. let's push into this space now then. So you, okay. like, there's, there's nothing on your social profiles about your decorating no, days, there is there? No, there isn't. No, because people sort of don't... It's too long to understand on a social media profile. Got you. Where, where that happened in the journey. Sure. But basically, um, I'd worked for lots of different organisations. I'd done an MA in communication studies. Mm -hmm. I've always been around writing sure. and content. Um, and I ended up working at the University of Sheffield mm -hmm. and I was there for 16 years. Right. Um, I went from I went in as a, a junior secretary and sure. I ended up as a head of department okay. um, over those sixteen years. But when I got up to head of department, it was just too political. I hated it. I I, I loved Ends my up. job. I loved what I did. Mm -hmm. But what my department did was we looked after all the research students across the university. Mm -hmm. And a research student isn't like an undergraduate or a master student. They haven't got a class. They haven't got a cohort of other students. Mm -hmm. It's them working on an original project oh, yeah. with one or two named academics supporting them. Okay. What happened quite a lot was that relationship with their academics broke down. Right. The student would try and deal with it, would end up in counselling services. Sure. Counselling services would say, you've got to go and see Claire because yep. she's the person that who's, can talk to your department talk, yeah. and you. Okay. I ended up taking some therapy and sort of mediation qualifications sure. to benefit to to, that yeah. relationship. Yeah. And how, how did that like lean into decorating? Well, <laughs> so I left the university under voluntary right. severance. Okay, okay. Um, set up a therapy practice full time. All right, okay. Um, Part way through that journey, lost my mum and had three months off with my dad. Mm -hmm. When I went back, my clients were the deepest, darkest cases sure. you don't even want to think about. Sure. Um, I didn't think I could be shocked, but they still managed to shock me. Mm. So I thought, if I'm not careful, this is going to start jading the way I look at people. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to go part time. Sure. The week I decided that, universe again phone call from somebody I'd worked with at the university who'd gone out to work for another company. Oh, right, okay. Could you run us some training courses? Okay. Yep, yeah, I can run you some training courses. Um, Is this about decorating? No, <laughs> no, no. So There's a connection here. There right? is a well, connection, okay, I okay. promise, I promise. <laughs> so I ended up running therapy and training side by side. Sure, sure. Ended up more so the training, ended up more so as a consultant for other people. Okay. Money extremely good, mm -hmm. sent all over the world to do training for, I've trained staff for Google, for Siemens, for lots of big organisations. Okay. Um, but because the money was so good, I only needed to work about five or six days a month. Okay. And I got bored. Sure. Absolutely bored. Yeah. And I got to the point, I actually said to my partner, I've lost myself. I now don't know who I am. I don't yeah. know what I should be doing. Mm -hmm. I'm just bored. And he said, write down everything you love to do. Right. And being and decorating was and <laughs> decorating, being creative, right. interior design Perfect. was on the list. And right. he said, Go do it. it. Yeah. And when I thought about it, it's what I'd wanted to do as a child. Really? 
But at the time, you know, I'm 51 now, back when I was 14, 15, 16, the nearest interior, interior design course was Manchester. Right. I lived 20 miles outside Sheffield, right. so I would have had to go into Sheffield to get a train to Manchester sure. every day, every my mum wouldn't let me. Of course. Um, so it was as simple as, forget that, and move on with life, which I did. Right. So I set up decorating, um, decided to do it part-time, that's all I wanted. Um, ended up joining a network which was predominantly tradesmen right, okay. in this network. Sure. Demand went through the roof. Um, eight months after joining that network, I'd got five lads working with me. We'd got three sites a day running. Right. And I'd got work scheduled for six months. Okay. Okay. Um, and it just went bonkers. Yeah. Um, we were working in one job sort of 7am till 2 or 3 in the afternoon and then going to empty premises till 10, 11 at night. Right, okay. And hands up, I let my family fall to bits. Okay. I took my, I took every bit of attention off what was important because I thought building this business was mm-hmm. the most important thing yeah. and it was not, it wasn't why I set it up. Mm-hmm. It wasn't what I enjoyed. I enjoyed the work, but I didn't ever want to of build course. a business. Sure. Um, and I fell off a ladder. 10 past one on Monday, the 21st of August, right. 2017. You fell off a ladder. And this is this this was the life-changing accident. This was off, yeah. absolutely life-changing, sure. yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, like, what happened? How did you fall off? Was you... I was wallpapering. Right. Um, I was on somebody else's ladder. They hadn't told me it had got a fault on it, and it sprung. You know, like a step ladder, mm. the platform. Yeah, yeah. You clip it in. Well, this one, when you went up the steps, as you went up, it, it opened a little bit. Right, yeah. Not completely, sure. but they'd not worn me. Right. Um, all I remember was feeling it spring. I looked down. I'd stepped off it with my left leg. I was kitchen work surface height. Okay. So not massively high, right. but obviously all my weight went through one leg yes. as I hit the floor. Ow. Don't remember that. Okay. Remember my back going down, it was like slow motion. Really? Just yeah, and yeah. then my head went back suddenly with a real crack. Right. Um we don't know if I was knocked out or, or anything because there was nobody else in that particular room with me. Right. But certainly by the time they got into the room mm-hmm. I was there. Um I tried to lift my leg up and it just flopped really? and it just bent. So it was broken. It, it was shattered. Shattered, yeah. yeah. Really. So both my tibia and fibia were broken mm. in four places. Um, two were clean breaks under my knee right? and then sort of halfway up up sort of your calf they were just the four pieces of bone on the first x-ray were literally sat on top of one another they were just shattered um, yeah so that was yeah. <laughs> that was interesting wow. um, and, that, and, that, and that took 18 months of that took 18, surgery 18 months 6 operations 6 operations my heart stopped once no that way. was on the day of the really? accident when they were getting me out of the building I was really? there they gave me ketamine and it slowed my heart down too much um, so I can honestly say to anybody who is frightened of dying don't be it's beautiful it's calm you're aware it's it's just it's the most peaceful, calm feeling I have ever had in my whole life. Wow. I'm sort of looking forward to it, going through it again. Right, right. Because it, it was that beautiful really? experience. Um, what, yeah. what was beautiful? Like, like... Just just everything. It, all I remember was whiteness. Okay. And it wasn't like a bright light, like some people sure. say. It was just white. Right. And I remember thinking, where am I? Mm. I wasn't in a white room. Okay. We were decorating a castle room. Sure. It was an escape room. Do, do you remember being? A, was you awake or was you kind of in between? Do you know, like what, what? I, I felt completely awake. Okay. I felt completely aware right. of where I was, sure. um, and that was in this white space. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a room, and then I looked, and there were no walls and ceilings. It was just, just white, all white. Just yeah. yeah. Right. And I was sort of still working that out, and and thinking, wow, I feel amazing. Oh, that okay. Um, sure. and and realising how calm and peaceful and, and, and everything and there was a jolt right. and I don't know if I sighed or I cried out but I remember an ambulance um, a female member of ambulance crew saying to me you're alright Claire we're getting you to the ambulance as okay. fast as we can right, right. Um, so, the, so, so, so your heart had stopped for how long? don't know right. I, I suspect having talked to other people who've been through it a few minutes 
perhaps a few seconds, oh, seconds right, right, less than right, a minute, right, I would have said. Because right, okay, okay. um, people who've, who've been gone for a little bit longer, their experience changes slightly. Got you. So, yeah, um, yeah. yeah I, wow. I, I think it, was, it wasn't it was long at all. Sure. But it was enough um, for you to be able to remember that, yeah. that what did happen yeah. was serene, blissful. Just... Just yeah, just beautiful. Beautiful, really. just calm and beautiful. That's yeah, fascinating. That's fascinating. yeah. And, and 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 then you see it's happened again. Your heart stopped twice, did you say? Well, no, I went into anaphylaxia right. on my second or third operation. So I had an allergic reaction to the drug. Okay. In theatre. Right. Um, I woke up. They were pumping adrenaline through my jugular vein in my neck. Mm-hmm. I'd got other drugs being put in both arms. I was being rushed through the hospital on a trolley to CT with the defibrillators out and hang right. over me. Really? Yeah. And I think I found, I, I had woke up in considerable amounts of pain. Um, so I think it was probably a lot more scary for people in the hospital corridors sure. seeing me Senior. being rushed through than it was for me because okay. I was just concentrating on being in yeah. pain. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so that, yeah, all, oh, honestly, so much has happened. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, how, how did, and then so like, the, the business obviously collapsed as a result of this. No, I gave it to um, the, the main decorator who worked with me. All, all my guys were self-employed. They were all subcontractors, but he worked with me more or less full time. Um, he'd just come back from overseas. Mm-hmm. He'd had a decorating uh, business in this country, gone overseas and lived for 15 years and had come back. So I handed it to him. Got you. Um, he paid me a little bit of money okay. when job, as they did of jobs course. and things sure. that were booked in. Sure. Um, and I just I just let it go. And right. it, it, that took me probably 12 to 14 months to actually make my peace with losing the business. Right, okay. Which and I suppose going is back to it. maybe a blessing as well than the fact that yeah. Do you know the universe seems to clearly have got your back? Yeah. Maybe this was a a, a, a way to get your attention. Yeah. I I, I needed it. Mm. That sounds terrible, no, I and, and it sounds strange. Were well, you just saying that you were there? You were that in, like enthralled into it that you were working all these yeah. hours late. So your family was suffering as a yeah. result. Yeah. I mean, my daughter's homeschooled. I wasn't seeing her mm. till weekends. Mm. How how does that work? Of you course. know, I I literally lost focus. Sure. Um, and I, yeah, it was it was the best thing that's happened actually. Right. Right. Bizarrely. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a yeah. There, Eighteen months of not working. Yeah. But not working. best thing that so, happened. Like what what was I mean like at them times I mean I imagine in that eighteen months the surgeries and everything that was happening there must have been some really dark moments. There were some really dark moments. I mean, like what what was going through your mind? I felt like I'd just got no future. I felt like my future had been ripped away from me sure. completely. Right. Um, both personally and work-wise, mm. actually. Mm. I just, I, it just, I was just, we had to move to my father's because he's got a bungalow. Okay. My first metal frame around my leg went over my knee so I couldn't bend my leg. So I had to be either laid out yes. or stood on crutches walking or on a frame. Um so we were in my, I lived in my father's bedroom in his bungalow for five months right. and that wasn't easy. I can imagine. Um, he wasn't particularly happy to have us there, bless him. He was 87 at the time, he's 89 now. Um, and to suddenly have me and a 15 year old and three dogs <laughs> <laughs> go and live with him, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, it, it just, I f- the only way I can describe the dark moments was I felt like I was in a black hole. Mm-hmm. It felt like I was just somewhere in this very dark space, sure. trying to act normally with everybody. Right, but still not unsure. But of, absolutely yeah. not knowing What did you do anything. To, to snap out when you were in the, the moments? Did you have a... I don't think I really did. No. I think it was just the fact that... I wasn't really left alone too much. Oh, yeah. I was perhaps left alone for half an hour at a sure. time or something and so, somebody so had come in. So you didn't have the space to go deep? No, I, I had right. two hospital appointments a week, so that mm. was four ambulance journeys a week because mm-hmm. um, obviously I couldn't get in a car or anything. Um, and I think just very gradually friends coming to see me and getting pain under control and being able to do little bits in physio sure. it all just gives you those little bits of boosts right yeah yeah um and i and i think once i realized that i'd, I'd neglected my family 
because that's the only way I can put it. I had, I really had. I think knowing that I could make things different in the future, mm-hmm. um, the lads carrying on the work, the decorating work for me, um, clients, you know, clients came to see me at my dad's and right. I was on the bed with covered wallpaper <laughs> and a paint samples yeah. and I'm going, what do we use in this room? And, right. and right. you know, just all of those sure. moments of bringing me back to normality, I of think course. just saw me through. Kept you right, yeah. yeah. So how did, yeah. You, how did you make the transition from that then to think that like, I'm going to be a copywriter now? Because you, 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 yeah. you said earlier on, actually, you cut your teeth in an ad agency, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. So was that, what, was that your first job? That first job, yeah. yeah. Who, who, who were the agencies? It's it was, job. no, they, um, they they joined another agency. This I think we're going back into the 80s. <laughs> um, it's a long time ago. They were called Creative Advertising and Marketing Expertise Limited, or Camel Advertising for sure. Oh, well, okay. Right. Um, we opened a branch in Birmingham, and I had the job of walking a camel through Birmingham City Centre <laughs> for the <laughs> day. It yes. was interesting. Right. Um, no, I loved that place. I absolutely yeah. adored that what job. What did you learn there? Yeah. What, what were the kind of things that you remember more than anything else? I, th- I think what I learned was that in certain industries, you've got very temperamental people. Mm-hmm. And different people in an ad agency, so your account managers have got very different temperaments to your creatives, to your production. And I think the three years I spent there were fundamentally me understanding the differences in people people at work, depending on where their mindset was and skill set. That's changed rapidly as well now, hasn't it? Yeah. I mean, marketing wasn't talked about really no. then. It was all advertising. Sure, sure. You know, I I remember spending hours on a Friday ringing up newspapers, placing print ads. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, yeah. and sending the copy off and things. Sure. And and yeah, it was it was really really a, a fantastic grounding um, with some very interesting people. Mm, I can imagine. Yeah. Can imagine. So yeah. so then when you when you after you had your incident, your yeah. life changing incident, yeah. incident accident. Yeah. Like, like, what made you think, do you know what? Copywriting's the place I'm going to be. I went back to that exercise of what do I like doing. Oh, did you? Yes. Yeah. And they'd already told me, so this was November, December time last year, and they told me that my frame would come off just before Christmas, hopefully. Right. Okay. So I was going to be able to walk freely, not unaided, but freely mm-hmm. from January. Right, yeah. Um. So they'd said, you're going to need the 18 months again in physio so i thought i don't know how quickly i'm going to be mobile i don't know how mobile i'm going to be um will i ever be able to walk normally again at a normal pace Mm -hmm. i just didn't know at this stage so it was very much about i need something to do from behind a laptop the other big um, driver was that my partner travels the world for right, work right. literally five months of the year okay. he's overseas oh, right. 73 countries he travels between <laughs> right, yeah. um, and the kids are of an age now where I could go with him sure. so if I could get something I could do from the hotel so while location. he's out with clients or in yeah. the office wherever we are so you're location independent yep. yeah yeah so so it was very much what and I considered some sort of retail online retail oh, yeah um but it didn't grab me something mm. wasn't pulling me towards it the more i looked into it it there was no pull there sure. and so I, I sort of looked at my skills and, and went back through all my career and went what's the bit you've enjoyed doing right. and it's always been the writing the writing yes yeah. you know i used to write letters to people um rather than ringing people up normal friends when I was in my late teens and early 20s I just enjoyed writing (laughs) Um, and I just thought is there a niche for this in my network Mm. so I contacted a few business associates from before said this is what I'm thinking about doing what do you think Mm -hmm. I was offered three pieces of work following that Um, I put it on a couple of Facebook groups did you write to these people to ask them What's that? <laughs> so sort yeah, of, yeah. Sort of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't like phones. Yeah. Um, I put it on a couple of Facebook business Facebook groups sure. and, and sort of networking groups and said, what do people think? And everybody was so supportive. I just thought, let's give it a try. I have nothing to lose. Of course, of course. Nothing yeah. to lose. Wow. 
<laughs> so then, I mean, just coming into into, into what you were saying earlier yeah. about the qualifications. I mean, NLP qualification, hypnotherapy, stress management. You did the petals, the teaching in lifelong learning, yeah. spin from Huthway, yeah. masters in comms, yeah, you know, CBT. Yeah, you've done you've done lots of different things. I mean, would you yeah. do, do you think you've always been searching for the the thing? Do you think that's one of the reasons why you've You've looked at lots of different things because you're highly qualified in lots of areas. Yeah, I don't know if I've been searching. I think I've been... I've just felt I've not fit completely. Right. right. At the time, I've always thought that was going to be it. Yes. And and I've really enjoyed everything I've done. Of course. Everything I've done. But it never felt right. Yes. And I, I can't really explain that. Sure. Because, I, you know, I, I made a living out of everything I did. Yeah. But nothing felt like, yeah, this is it. This is it. And I found business development difficult in mm. all of them. Um, I was fortunate through connections, but I, I found business. Whereas with this, I'll go out too. and sing about it till all the cows day. come right, home. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's to, it, it finally feels like... Well, now, whether that's me maturing as a, as a business owner, okay. uh, because not everybody's so, the sort of person will go out and shout about sure, what they do. Sure. Whether it's me understanding more, mm-hmm. whether it's what I've been through, and I think, why not? Mm-hmm. I d- I'm not sure. Sure. I'm just in that place now. <laughs> Good. Yeah. I, I mean, I think from, from talking to you, I think it sounds like it's a little bit of everything. Yeah. Do you know, I think that the fact that there's been a very clear message being sent to you from the forces that be, or, you know, some might call it God, some might call it the, you know, the, yeah. the, the all-knowing, you know, yeah. whatever it is, there's, there's clearly something that yeah. steered you into this path. Absolutely, so. absolutely, yeah, and and it just feels right yeah. now, right. yeah. So, yeah. so on the on the topic of, of copy then, right, yeah. I mean, what is effective copy? What would you, how okay. would you summarise effective copy? So there's, there's, people get very mixed up between copy and content, mm-hmm. and they don't really understand the difference. Sure. So direct response copywriting mm-hmm. is basically sales. Mm-hmm. It's aimed to make somebody buy immediately. Yep. So if somebody's on a social media ad and they click through and they get through to one of those really long pages yep. with all the different sections mm-hmm. that say buy it now mm-hmm. at every stage and you keep going down and you think sure. it's going to go on forever, yep. Yep. It does. that's, that's <laughs> a direct a piece of direct response copy. Yep. Um, love writing those pages. You do? Uh, right, okay. Absolutely love writing those pages. How it's much great of to write. your NLP knowledge do you put into that copy? Um, are you aware that you do that? or does it just? Come I natural? am when I think about it, but it right. does come naturally. And yeah. I think that's one of the benefits I've got because I've worked with people on such a deep level. Mm-hmm. I find it quite easy to understand my client's business personality mm-hmm. and what they want to get across. Got you. But then I find it really easy to put my head into their target audience's mind. Yes. And I know if what I would want to read. Sure, sure. So I think I think it, all of those things come into it. Yeah. The NLP, yeah. the C, it, all of it yeah. come into it, depending on what you're writing of course, about. Of um, and I do consciously think when I've written something, have I put something in there? And I have to look at it because it is natural. Yeah. It's just so natural yeah, now. Yeah. It's been a long time, hasn't yeah. it? Like you say, if you've done it always as well, yeah. even if it wasn't your business, yes. you've always done this. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah. you know, I've written student guides, I've written admissions guides, I've written newsletters, I've written, oh, yeah. you name it, I've written it. Yeah. You know, I have done the tenders and the bids, I just Got don't on. enjoy doing those. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's, co- that's copy. Yeah. Now, there's what I call soft copy as well, which are things like web pages, mm-hmm. landing pages, mm-hmm. um, because they do you do want to elicit a response from yep. them, but it's softer than that buy it now sure. message. Um, and then you've got content, which of course is more or less everything else we put out there, mm-hmm. but it, it really is educational. Right, yep. So the way I look at content is if you're pub- as a business owner, if you're publishing the right content, mm-hmm. your target market should be able to pre-qualify themselves. Got they should know they want to work with you or buy your product yep. before they actually contact you. Got and so I think if you're doing content correctly, you can save yourself a vast amount of of time up front at the pre-sale stage sure. um but as i say i don't write in full sentences anymore no, no. and i've had to learn that <laughs> which is why i've got the gorgeous joe working with me <laughs> but I, I mean it's it's so easy for people to almost spin off into some poetry yeah rather than realizing that that you don't need to use jargon keep it street 
you get yeah. that street language in there so yeah. people understand it and keep it to the point. Yeah. You know, I commas mean, are your enemy. Yeah. It, there in, in a long blog post, if there's a reason for a long blog post, you know, Google want 2,000 words of fresh content a month mm. off you right. on your website. Is that what you're saying now? Is yeah, 2,000 yeah. words. Now that can be a video and a transcript to the video. Mm-hmm. It can be blogs. It can mm-hmm. be fresh web pages, whatever it is. But if you're writing a long blog post for somebody, then you need commas and you need yeah, you need course, all the filling in bit and that's the bit I'm no good at anymore. So you've got so that's why yeah. I pass that on to Jo because sure. she she's a, a qualified English teacher although right she's on. not been teaching recently. No. So she writes correctly. Yeah. <laughs> um, whereas I write almost shorthand as copywriters do. I get that, yeah. So yeah. 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 <laughs> so like so like in terms of um, the effective copy, how much difference do you think? really good copy makes or even just content compared to somebody doing it themselves who's just just brain dumping i think it depends on the business Mm -hmm. um and i think it depends on how well that person can write um it's it's brilliant for a business owner to be able to do it for themselves Mm -hmm. for content um because it gets their personality over but a lot of people aren't particularly careful when they write and you end up with spelling mistakes mm-hmm. or, or whatever. Yeah. It just it just sometimes doesn't read appropriate to the business. Sure. How, how important is the grammar? I don't think the grammar's necessarily... Or even the spelling, do you know what I mean? How important? <laughs> this is a difficult <laughs> one. This is a really difficult one. I think if, if you're presenting you and you openly say, I can't spell, you know, I've come up through the trenches, mm-hmm. I was a bricklayer, mm-hmm. I'm now doing this, mm-hmm. you know, this is me. Right. Um, I think th- that's more acceptable. Oh, yeah. I think it depends on the level of your business. Right. If you want to put it out to a national global audience, mm-hmm. realistically it needs to be right. Yeah. Um, because... You know, you, you, lots of lots of people on stage, coaches, speakers, whatever, they'll swear, they'll do whatever on stage, and that's absolutely fine. I've got no issues with that. Sure. And some of the best copywriters on their own profiles mm-hmm. swear like troopers, mm-hmm. talk about getting drunk, the lot, and that's absolutely fine too. Mm-hmm. If that's their what profile. their niche yeah, market yeah. Mm-hmm. is looking for. Sure. Um, and and some people like to be different, don't they? And like to disrupt. And, well, they, they, and they call it pattern interruption. Yeah, yeah, you know. And but for me, I think I think your copy should be appropriate and right. your content should be appropriate. So, you know, I had a client. Um, I hope you won't mind me saying this. This last couple of weeks, who was a a, a mature gentleman, uh, been in the emergency services, now got his own business. Mm-hmm writes in a very very um correct and professional way Mm -hmm. but actually his target audience are somebody a bit softer they're they're likely to be a business owner's secretary or pa that's looking for his services on behalf of the business owner wanted to be a bit more friendly so i sent him his first few web pages and he came back to me and he said can i just ask you why you've written like that so i went back to him and told him okay yeah you're the expert sure. do it yeah. um and i and i think that's that's the whole point as business owners i i find it difficult to write my own stuff <laughs> yeah. you're too close of course you're too close to yeah. it you know i don't have a blog mm-hmm. I, write, I have an email list right but um, do you use um, it oh gosh yes yeah, okay, yeah. yeah everybody yeah. gets an email yeah. a week yeah. yeah 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 oh it's i love my email list i love writing those emails because right. it's my chance to have a rant and put out what i think out there yeah, yeah. that's fantastic um but I, I i just think that sometimes business owners are too close yeah major i agree too close yeah. and they get hooked into talking about technicalities people aren't interested in mm. how much insurance they've got right we don't care. No, Even no, as a no. therapist, yeah. people didn't care what type of no. therapy I used can, on can them. Can you help me? Yeah. Right, I've yeah, got this yeah, issue. Get yeah, me out of it. Yeah. You know, and, and so it's. I think it's much easier for a third party to write for somebody sure, than sure. it is to write for yourself. I, I agree, yeah. I mean, I, I've always kind of like in terms, I mean, I've nowhere near as experienced as you in, in the copy, in that field, but in terms of what I do 
you know, and what I've always worked. I mean, all I've ever got is something that I've done, mm. you know, and that's the, I think mm. that's the best metric. Yeah. But what I've always done is I've tried to work that does the thing I talk about create curiosity? Yeah. Because if there's curiosity there, then you've got the attention. Yeah. And then once you've got the attention, can I give them hope? Yeah. Do you know, yeah. can I enlighten them yeah, yeah, yeah. with, do you know, yeah. this could be better or this yeah. could happen? Yeah. And then the final step is commitment. Do you yeah. know, are you ready to make a commitment? Yeah. You've got to ask them for the deal. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, otherwise yeah. They'll, they'll, they'll not commit. Yeah, of course you have. And, yeah. and I always think in my mind, when I'm doing it, I try and think, right, okay, how can I create curiosity? Curiosity, how can I enlighten them? Yeah. How can I make, make them a yeah. commitment? And I find from that, I use a little system, which is I talk about the problems. Yeah. I talk yeah. about what products can help them yeah. and I talk about what results they're going to get. Yeah. And so every piece of copy that I ever write, yeah. and I'm not very good at writing, yeah. that's why I was asking the questions yeah. earlier. I use Grammarly, yeah. which is fantastic. Yeah. But but whenever I write something now, I think, right, okay, what's the problem? Yeah. Okay, which product do I have that yeah. can help to solve that problem? Yeah. And here's a result of doing yeah. that. And, it's, and, yeah, it's exactly right. You're talking pain points. Mm-hmm. You want to also address people, any concerns that people have about... Um, using your product or service sure um so it's it's pain points mm-hmm. make them feel worse than they do already sure, sure. as you say um, <laughs> yeah um their commitment issues as you've said so why would they not want to engage you mm-hmm. are you in a, an industry that people traditionally don't trust sure. how yeah. can you address that PPA. um yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that threw me for a second there then you want to say you understand sure so you're showing empathy. I get it. Yeah. Yep. I get where you are. Okay. I've been there. Yeah. All my clients have been there. Yeah. 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 Then what are you going to do for them? So the authority. Yeah. Yeah. And then the commitment to sure. that. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. How how different is the industry now compared to when you started? When it was just an ad agency? Oh, it's tremendously different now yeah. because yeah. there's. There's so many different levels. I mean, I remember going to see a business contact when I first set up and I said, I'm going to be a copywriter and he rolled his eyes at me. And in that second, I honestly didn't know if I was horrified or angry. (laughs) And he went, oh, another writer. Another writer, yeah. And I didn't get it. But actually, so many people have gone, I'm going to be a blogger or I'm going to write blogs for people. Um, And they're not qualified and they've not got the experience. Um, I've actually, over this the early part of this year, I've paid thousands out to do direct response copywriting courses sure. to get my skills back yeah. Yeah. Um, because I've not done that type of work of for course. quite a long time. And I think you should be a practitioner. You should always be learning. Absolutely. You? Would you recommend yeah. anybody, to, to anyone that's listening, like, like, is there any particular ones that you think would be good for them to look at? Do you know what? They're all written very differently in very different styles. Sure. And again... Some I've picked up and started reading and put down because yeah. I've not got it's involved. Not resonated with yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're very, very different. Um, I think some there are some. If you look online, um, you know, Instagram mm-hmm. or wherever for copywriters, mm-hmm. there are lots of people that have mailing lists, yeah. and that's an actual better way to do it and sure, learn. Sure, sure. Um, also, oh, get on their mailing list. Get on their list, mailing list. See if it resonates with yourself. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I could throw <laughs> some names out there, but it again, it depends because there's there's some very good ones for speakers, mm-hmm. but they wouldn't be relevant to non-speakers. Of course, of course. So you know, it, <laughs> it, it. I don't like to generalize for people. I know that sounds terrible, but I think it's such a writing is such a personal thing because your business is personal to you, and. The most important thing is to be able to put your head into your, your target audience's heart mindset. That's, that's, yes, that's yes. key. Yeah. If you can do that, it won't matter if you make a spelling mistake or yeah, a grammatical error. Because it's speaking to them. Because it's speaking to them. But if you're not writing in a language that speaks to them, you've, you've lost them you've to lost start them. with. Yeah. 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 Confuse them, you're going to lose yeah. them. Yeah. And, and yeah. the whole thing, you know, about identifying your target audience down to a person. Yeah. Most business owners still don't understand. Absolutely. Do they? they still say, I, I, I can totally sell agree. to anybody. Anybody can buy my product. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's absolutely true. Yeah, but you need to but be... But you can't talk to everybody. No, no, no. Have you got any advice for people that's, that's listening about how they can kind of zone in on their target audience? Is there a, is there a technique that you copy back I think if, if you've got an ex- established business, so you've been trading for a little while, mm. look at your past customers... Look at who you've enjoyed working with most. 
So they've been a good customer. Sure. You've made decent profit out of them. Mm -hmm. You enjoyed working with them. They're absolutely ideal. The project or whatever you, whatever they bought was what, where you want to be mm -hmm. with your business. And then just go from there and keep narrowing it down till sure. you find that one or that two. Sure. You know, I have two different target markets because I have one for direct response copy and one, one for, for content. content. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I have to know the difference between those. And some businesses have many more than two, if you, if, particularly if you're selling products. Of course. Um, but I think it really is just, if you can look back, because a lot of people just ask you to think about it. And that's really difficult. It's challenging, yeah. But if you think about who you've really enjoyed working with, the ideal client you've had, and then were they more like that, mm. and what was the difference between sure. them and other people, you can soon start to form a picture. Get ya, get ya. That makes total sense. Yeah. So, so your first year in business, yeah. how's it gone? Come on. Fantastic. Like, I know you're busy, plenty of work. Mentally busy. Got ya. Um, what's been the challenging? What's, what's been most challenging? Most challenging, I think, was how quickly the work came into how much work I could physically do, because I'd I'd been on vast amounts of medication mm. up to last year, end of last year, and the withdrawal process was horrendous right, okay. off them. It took right. months to come off them, and when I started up in January, I was mentally capable of doing about two hours every two days. Sure, sure. Um, to think that you know for quite a long time now I've been doing five days a week full time yeah. is amazing and, and that's you know I think that's an accomplishment on its own but I think the challenge has been going out and saying I'm a copywriter give me some work and not really specifying then I narrowed it down to okay well I've got these products and services yeah. then I went okay I know I'm not best at doing that but it's what my my clients want mm -hmm. so I need to bring somebody who else can, in who can do that, yeah. but then that confused my clients right got you because it was oh so you're not going to do our writing anymore you don't want our work anymore and I was like no that's not what I'm saying no no works. please no that's not what I'm saying so there's been lots of challenges um and obviously bringing somebody else into the business is quite challenging of course um, I'm so fortunate that she's just adopted raspberry. She now has raspberry nails and raspberry clothes. Oh, really? <laughs> she's not doing her hair, but... <laughs> not just yet. Not yet. That's, that's the goal, though. <laughs> um, but, you know, she's... And we bounce off one another at events we go to. Sure. We've got the same sort of sense of humour and things, and I've fallen really, really fortunate with that. Amazing. Um, but, what, yeah. What's, what's, so in this year, because you've, you've yeah. obviously been in business before, so, yeah. but this particular time yeah. round... Like, what's the best advice that you've been given? Oh, that's in. Do you know, actually, the best advice I've been given is something I'm just about to start working on, okay. which is looking at automation. Mm, yes. Because I just dismissed it. Because okay. how can you automate writing for somebody? Well, you can't. Mm -hmm. But there are areas of customer service that I could perhaps automate a bit better. Yes. So I'm I'm about to look into sort of rather than just having a bog standard contact page, email me or ring me mm -hmm. on my website, right, okay. being able to automate that through text messages yeah. and yeah. things like that, mm -hmm. so that I get a real feel straight away for what somebody's after and etc. Um, so that's quite exciting actually. Yeah. Um, and it only hit me last week at an event when um actually a marathon runner's coach mm -hmm. stood up and told us how he automated his business okay yeah, yeah. and last week he made three and a half grand mm -hmm. through just purely through automation, it's all, all automation yeah. and i was like wow yeah. okay so if because i thought that'd have to be done in person sure yeah. if you're going to teach somebody to run yeah how do you do that online mm. but he's done it mm. really really successfully and I, it just really got me thinking um, so yeah, I'm quite excited about that. I want to sort of get that in place net before January, uh, ready for the new year, and sure. see what difference that makes. I mean, I, I I automate everything in my business. My my business literally runs on autopilot. Yeah, and, That's what and, I need. And, and from the moment the moment someone lands on my website to then buying a product to booking a call to yeah. anything else, literally the entire thing in the background yeah. runs on autopilot. Yeah, because it's so powerful. The automation yeah. is incredible. And I, I think it's just something that I'd not. 
I'd not considered. I've not been in the place to consider it in of the course. business, uh, if you know what I mean. You, you were in the first year. Exactly, well, you know, you exactly. Fun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I'm now starting to actually see how it could help and yeah. how it, yeah. Yeah, I'm really excited about Fantastic. that. Yeah. What What would be the best advice you'd give to other people? No, you've got a lot of experience throughout your life. Yeah. So you've, you've in, for business starting for a business bi- for, for business. Yeah. Well, I mean, not necessarily starting business, but just people in business. Like be fluid, be organic, mm-hmm. allow changes to happen. Sure. Um, don't fight them. Right. Amend your business model. Yeah. Accordingly, if okay. something new comes up. Right. Um, you know, I've I've got my business plan. I've got various bits of you know content management sure. calendar and things like that sure. but that doesn't stop me dropping something else of course, in of course. how often do you look at your business plan um honestly once a month really that's good it's it's a very it's an actionable one so i've got tasks set down right, yeah. for each month right. Right. um okay. over a year's period so right. Right. yeah so i do look and see where i am against the tasks you you, you there's not many that does that <laughs> no and i've got to say it's the first time i've done it really yeah yeah but I, I want this to work. Oh, yeah. I'm not looking to... I'm, I don't want to be a digital agency. Sure. You know, I work with graphic designers. Sure. You know, like, do, do you know, though, the amount of people that I've met that I've worked with over the years that said to me, John, I don't want to grow my business. I just want to be me. And then I see them 12 months, 18 months, yeah. two years later, and they're a 15-man team. Yeah. I no. said, man, but you know... I've, I've been there <laughs> with the decorating. I don't want to go... No, I mean, I, what I'm doing is I work strategically with other partners. Got so, um, you know, somebody you've, you've previously interviewed on your sure. podcast, Claire Frogger, okay, yeah, graphic yeah, design yeah, and yeah, branding. Yeah, so you're I, resources. Yeah. If I need images, she does that. Sure. If she needs words, I do that. Oh, yeah. So I'd rather work in collaboration. Yes. I, I don't know I don't want a business to sell I don't want okay. the pressure of that yeah I want to work as long as I want to work of course. and then pack it in sure <laughs> I'm done I'm, I'm done yeah. retired I'm beach yeah. somewhere That's yes it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what what I mean so like, as you stand right now you've, you've pivoted a little bit like you said because different things have come which is yeah. the advice that you just said actually is yeah. don't be too rigid yeah you know move around a little yeah. bit and pivot. like what is next for you Next, we're getting the content side of the business really, really nailed down now. So we've we've got content clients. We're running content um, strategy masterclasses. Um, Brilliant. So one side of that for me for early next year is to get some of those courses online. Okay. And and all that side automated. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean we won't deliver them in person. Sure. But why not put them online if it's going to help more totally. people? Yep. Um so so to so to get that side and then Joe will take over the running on a day-to-day basis of the content side of it. Um and then I'll be I'll be actually going out and prospecting the direct response sure. big boys. The big boys. The big boys. Well, if a lot of companies who have products to sell online, Mm -hmm. the money for their copywriting globally is huge. Um, And you you also, they work on equity models. Yeah. So they pay you up front for the copy and then you get a proportion of sales. Um, So I want to do more of that. Sure. Um, who would be a, a, an ideal client then? This is the issue. <laughs> this is where I'm still trying to niche Just, this down because okay. copywriters are very specific mm-hmm. and the copywriters around me are all in the fitness and supplement Got Got world and I'm not. So I've done quite a lot with um, skincare and health and beauty clients. Sure. So I might look at that. Mm-hmm. Um, the other area I'm particularly interested in are supercars. Okay. Not because yeah. I love so I like yeah. nice cars, but not particularly cars. But I I just enjoy the the sort of world that they're in and the the way the garages run and 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 the difference because their clients are very very different sure. from a normal car garage. Of course. Of course. Um, and also with say a Porsche dealership, you know, only three out of every ten people who take a weekend test drive by. Oh right, okay. Which is I think that's that's good. But in the though. main. That's because they don't follow it up afterwards. Well, I can, yes. Yeah, totally. So if I go in and create a, a follow-up procedure, yeah. then that can change. Um, I, I agree. I mean, so, the, follow, yeah. the follow-up is, I mean, the money's in the follow-up. Of course. I, yeah. I, right. 
I, can, I don't know if I should talk or not, but Do I'm going to say it. <laughs> I signed, I saw a product advertised on Facebook. It's okay. a product I want for the house, okay. and it's it's not a small purchase. Right. Okay, it was talking thousands of pounds, sure. and it took you to their website. Mm. And as you hit the website, the pop up came up, sign up to our mailing list. Yeah. So I went, yeah, okay. really interested in this yeah. product. I'm signing up. The email came back. Thank you for subscribing. We will get in touch with you if and when we have offers. Yeah. That's okay. all I've heard from them. Really? So I thought, well, I'm not buying at full price then because you're going to contact gonna, me with you're offers. You're telling me that you're going to give me some offers. Yeah. yeah. But B, you've just lost me. Sure. Because yeah. why didn't you court me? Yeah. Why didn't you tempt me? Why didn't yeah. you keep my interest in your product? I, yeah. I'm there. I'm re- I want to buy. Sure. sure. And that follow-up, I, I, I can't. I can't explain how important if you get somebody to sign up to something, mm, totally. keep in touch nurture with them. them. Nurture them, yeah. Absolutely. I, think, I forget the exact stats now, but it was something. It was something insane. It was something like a nurtured client will spend something like four hundred and eighty-seven percent more money with you mm. than a non-nurtured client. Yeah. Over the lifetime, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, it's. It, I can't understand businesses that don't, don't do follow, it. I know it's crazy. It's it's one of the bugbears, and it's one of the things that I find. What I do with many many businesses is it's one of the easiest things to implement that makes the biggest impact as well. Yeah. You know, because they're just not following up at all yeah. with anybody, which yeah. means that they're leaving 70, 80% of the yeah. business on the table for somebody yeah. else. So yeah. you introduce that straight away, the business accelerates. Yeah. It's so easy. And if you've got a mailing list and you don't know what to write, yeah. talk to a content writer or a yeah. copywriter yeah. Yeah. and let them write your emails for you. Yeah, totally, yes. You yeah. know, it's, that's not an expensive thing to have done if, <laughs> if they understand your business well. And of it course. can make all the difference. <laughs> because I think companies who they don't keep in touch and then suddenly want to sell to them. Yeah, yeah. Who's going to buy? Sure, sure. Who's going to... They might not even open the email. I think a lot of the time it's just the it's the education that's yeah. missing there, isn't it? They, yeah. just, they don't think they're doing anything wrong. Yeah. They just don't know any, anything yeah. different. Yeah, it's so. the education and I also do think it is that I don't know what to talk to them about. Yeah, true. What do I tell them about? What if they don't like what I say? Yeah. 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 Cool, Claire. It's been absolutely wonderful. Almost an hour's gone already. You're joking? Yeah, seriously, it's just goes by so fast. Um, for everyone that's watching or listening, this like, where can they find out more about yourself and your services that you provide? Um, www.raspberryflamingo.com. Dot com, right? And you're on socials and things like that as well? Yeah, Facebook and LinkedIn. Um, I do have Instagram and I do have Twitter, but I only sort of dabble in those personally. Um, my main platforms I've got a Facebook page and, right. and LinkedIn and LinkedIn as well yeah. Yeah. what we'll do is we'll, yeah. we will put the links in the description cool. of this as yeah. well and so you can you can, can sign it. up to my mailing list and I'll drop into your e-box one e-box e-box inbox once a week yes. and um, you can read my little rants and little hints and tips on content and copy there you go fantastic yeah. Claire it's been absolutely wonderful thank you so much for your time no, you're very welcome thank you <laughs>